Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Streaming live on the Foundation Podcast YouTube channel, here's Nick and Matt. What's up, everybody? Episode 71. We've made it this far. Nick, we always talk about how surprised we are to have gotten to this point. Mm-hmm. And in the off season, this is our second off season. Yeah. It can be tough to get through the talking points, but let's 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 save that for a little bit later. Nick, you're you're how'd your Christmas go? Uh it was different this year. Uh I tested positive for COVID a couple of days before we were supposed to leave to go up to Massachusetts. So I ended up spending Christmas uh, with my girlfriend and we just Skyped both of our families. And that's, that's how my Christmas went this year. So it was definitely a little different. So any gifts that like your parents might've, I don't know if your parents get you gifts. Did they just like send you gift cards like via Amazon? No, 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 no. We, I had them open them up. No. My, the gifts that they got me, I had them open them up over zoom and or, oh, yes. yeah, I think it was zoom that we were using. And uh, so when I go back to Massachusetts, hopefully in a few weeks, uh, which I was already planning on doing, as long as I'm safe, test negative and all that, as long as all that goes smoothly, then I can go back up and collect all my gifts. Wow. I'm glad I asked. I'm glad I asked because I was like, (laughs) I wonder how that goes. Maybe it was like teasing you to come home again. They're like, you got to come. Yeah, I know. Right. No. All right. Um, Yeah. Christmas was uh, something we celebrated as well, but we did it the more traditional way in person, and uh, it was good. Um, I kind of feel like my wife's thinking I'm getting older, and I'm still in my 30s, but she got me, like, really nice slippers, which, mm-hmm. young or old, you can enjoy slippers. They got, like, oh yeah, lamb fur in it and all that from L.L. Bean. If anybody knows L.L. Bean, that's, like, a northeast, like, New England, I'm pretty sure. Really amazing quality. And then she got me like this massage gun. So the, the, the uh, s- uh, slippers and the massage gun, I'm like, nice. I'm getting old, nice. stiff, need to be comforted. Yeah. So, yep. all right. Well, let's tell everybody uh, tonight we have a show lined up. You may have heard the name Schaefer Sports. Schaefer Sports being uh, an announcement through Ricky Wysocki recently saying, hey, I'm happy to announce that I'm with Schaefer Sports representing me. Um, But we're going to get into it a little bit. There's also something called LWS, and I'm pretty sure that's the, not the insurance, that's the tax tax accounting um, agent. This guy we're going to talk to, I'll just put it out there, Blake Schaefer. He's sponsoring a disc golf pro tour stop, the Idlewild, uh, Idlewild, and it's going to be called LWS Open at Idlewild. This is the guy behind that. So if you're interested in that, that's one of the things we got coming at you. A lot of shifting and people and sponsorships. We're going to hit Nick's opinion. Evan's going to be joining us um, in about 30 minutes or so. So Evan is not gone. He's just at home Skyping in as well. Yeah. We haven't kicked him off the show yet. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's starting to twist our arm. He's like, you gotta pay me. So we're gonna we'll talk yeah. to him. We'll talk to him. Um, all right. But before we get to some of that, let's get to thanking those who are supporting us. All right, everybody. It just passed was Christmas. Did you not get what you were looking for? Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. 
Manscaped, all caps, just launched the new products, the all-new Ultra Premium Body Wash, and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. I've been loving it. I'm not lying. I'm, I'm getting paid to say this, but I actually do enjoy the product very much. It's time to give yourself or someone who needs it the gift of a beautiful skin, hair, balls. Again, holiday balls. <laughs> Nick reminded me last week those are called ornaments. Yep. Um, <laughs> go to manscaped.com and use the code Nick and Matt for 20% off free shipping. Nick, you still loving the product? I am. I'm running dangerously low on my body wash, so I'm going to have to order some more of that. Yeah, use the code Nick and Matt. 20% off, free shipping. We we might have connections, though. We might have connections. But we might. We'll, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. Um, so, yeah, the products are great. I used the Lawn Mower. And, guys, we, we joke about it. It's, it's good for all hair. But, man, I am a hairy man, and I have all around my ears, in my ears, I mean, you can see the beard's growing in nicely. I use that, the light on it, it's wonderful. Trims perfectly, freshly manscaped with the cologne afterward. I mean, awesome. So check it out. Nick and Matt, you get 20% off free shipping. All right, Nick. Um, let's just start out heavy hitting, man. We've got some important news. We do. So we, do. we did not discuss how this news goes down. How does it go down? <laughs> so I, I guess the best way is just to be, you know, go right into it. And so for everyone listening and everyone that's been listening over the last year, uh, we've been running the Nick and Matt show off of the Foundation Podcast Network. It was a one-year contract that we had signed with them, uh, the guys over at Foundation. And it's been an incredible year. We've had incredible episodes that have aired. We've hit record high numbers in multiple different categories that we've done all year. Um, but with scheduling conflicts that will be happening next year, I'm going to be going out on the road a little bit more. Matt is going to be working a little bit more at his job when it comes to travel. And so we will actually be discontinuing from the Foundation Podcast Network and we'll be going back on our own to just the regular Nick and Matt show YouTube channel. Yeah, and this is big news for us because streaming through Foundation Podcast has been a great opportunity. It's been something that has benefited us. We thank very much our opportunity providers, Hunter Thomas, Brody Smith, Paul Macbeth. The whole crew over there has been very helpful. Um, we are going back to our roots, if you will, which is the Nick and Matt Show YouTube channel. So if you're checking this out now and you're hearing this, if you're not subscribed at the Nick and Matt Show, which a lot of you are, go over there and do that if you don't want to miss this content. For anybody that's listening post, you're driving around, you listen to us at work, you're on your podcast app, nothing should really change for you, all right? Um, and Nick alluded to it. I got a promotion at work. I'm really excited about it, but it can require me to uh, sometimes short notice, sometimes not, but have scheduled trips. So like the middle of the January, I'll be out in, Wis uh, not Wisconsin, actually a weird part of Indiana. <laughs> Sorry, Indiana people but um, just random traveling here and there. So like having the flexibility not to conflict with other foundation podcast shows, all of that's into it. We are going back to the Nick and Matt show YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to bring you great content. Um, we have plans for how we want to do things, change things, uh, continue certain things. If you like it, please stick around. 
We really appreciate all of your support. Nick, did we say everything we needed to say with that? Yeah, I think so. That pretty much perfectly sums it up. And then Matt was saying he got a promotion. I'm going to be traveling to more uh, larger events next year. I'm going to try to go to as many as I can. And with that comes, you know, kind of like what I'm dealing with right now to where I'm not in a studio. I don't have the quality that I normally want to bring to the show. And so if I'm out on the road for three weeks in a row, that's three weeks of poorer quality than what Matt and I want to give off with the Nick and Matt show. And so it just allows us to be a little bit more flexible with our time. It lets us, you know, say we don't do four episodes in a month. We only do two. We want to give you two really, really good episodes that month. So we're trying to make sure that our our quality is far above our, you know, quantity, I guess. Yeah. And I, I don't want people. So this is the cool part. There'll be flexibility. We'll try to do better with letting you know what's happening. But. Evan has been really become a part of our show in a really cool way. To where if Nick's on the road and Evan is down to fill in like or stay in as one of this like like a full time second host, like we mm-hmm. can continue on um, with the way like Nick not being there. We have Nick calling as a guest, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like it's going to allow us flexibility in that way. Um, my job is awesome. And it's hard to tell anybody that my job uh, isn't first. Obviously, yeah. it is first. So that is just very hard to make commitments, including to certain advertisements. Like that is really hard. You line up like, hey, we got to do X amount of advertisements a month. And I can't commit to that. Like it just started adding little bits of stress here and there. So, again, yeah. very grateful. Thank you again, Brody, Hunter, Paul McBeth. You guys are doing excellent stuff over there. Um, yeah totally awesome we've had and we still have nothing but a good relationship with them there's nothing Mm. it was literally just Mm. scheduling conflicts and we want to make sure that whenever they're going out and trying to better their podcast they're not you know focused on okay we have this one podcast though that's kind of like slowing us down a little bit that's just where it was literally in the sense of scheduling wise next year there might be a whole month where we don't even get to produce a show it's possible you know it all depends it's possible it was just it came down to not being able to commit and it sounds like, yeah. you know, a bad relationship, but that's not the deal. It's just like, yeah. it's hard to be able to do that and say yes. And then it doesn't follow through. So that's where we're at. We're excited about our opportunities. Uh, thankful Brody's out in the chat there. Thanks directly to you, Brody. If you're still listening, appreciate it. Yeah. Honestly, Brody, Brody was kind of the yeah. front runner of getting all this going when it came to the foundation podcast network in general. And then him asking, I remember we were talking about it. Last December, down here in Virginia, we were both visiting at the time, and he was the one who brought it up. And I remember Matt and I instantly talked about it that week and said how, you know, great of an opportunity it will be. And we would 100% keep pursuing it if not for scheduling conflicts. And so that's just the way life is. Uh, we're, Matt and I are both very excited to pursue next year more so what we are trying to pursue, especially. Ooh. I'm, Matt's not going to take a, you know, say no to a job promotion for a fun podcast that we do on Monday nights. It's a so. fun podcast. I mean, we could yeah. take it as far as we want, but here's the last thing. Go over to foundationdisc.com. Buy all the Nick and Matt show swag now. <laughs> Our last show. Before the show's over, go yeah. buy some. Get it while it's hot. <laughs> we'll have to figure it out. That's that's something else they did for us over there. I mean, they hosted mm-hmm. that and they, they sold it for us. So, like, those are the things, the benefits that we received, and we're totally grateful for those. Um, but next week, if we're doing a show, we have to we have to rebrand, be, not rebrand, yeah. but like we have introductions that are all voiceovered with Foundation Podcasts. We have a lot of different things that need to change, so we're going to work really hard to make that happen for next week. All right. Without further ado, let's move along. 
We're going to bring in our guest tonight, um, whose name is Blake. Blake Schaefer with two Fs. Let's bring him in. Here we go. How are you doing, Blake? What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? So it's pretty funny. Sometimes we do a pre-show setup and like we'll have a guest call in and we don't introduce ourselves. We're just like, quick, get them in the show and then out the door they go. So let's introduce you um, to the Nick and Matt show officially. Welcome. Um, I've never met you in person. Your name's Blake. We know that much. Tell us about your um, everything, whatever you want to say. Disc golf. How did you get started? What are you doing for disc golf? Okay. Um, I love to tell this story. So is it cool if I go a couple minutes? Yes, absolutely. Okay, sweet. So um, I'm an accountant. Uh, it's a funny story how I got into disc golf. So, um, you know, I've had played sports my whole entire life. Uh, loved sports, played sports in high school and college. And then when I got out of school, um, I started playing like adult sports, you know, like the normal things guys would go play when they didn't play like competitive sports anymore. And then I had kids and I had a, do a daughter that decided that she was going to um, start playing travel softball and I was her coach. And so um, I kind of quit playing all my adult sports and decided that I was going to become the coaching dad. And then um, COVID hit and my daughter decided she was going to stop playing travel ball and I was going to stop coaching. So literally for the first time in 30 years, I'm now 30, I just turned 39. Like the first time in over 30 years, I wasn't either playing competitive competitively or helping coach my kids competitively. And so a friend asked me to go play disc golf last summer. And I'm like, sure. I had played like three rounds in college, had a leopard three in the back of my car and uh, walked out to a little nine hole course, a little uh, college course by my office. And uh, something happened that day that I like you guys have heard this story a million times where somebody literally just falls in love playing disc golf. And I've, I literally fell in love. Um, it was super fun. I loved every second of it. Started learning about the physics and throwing different discs and how to putt and like watched a million YouTube videos, bought way too many discs, and it just became a huge part of my life. And got into playing competitively and started playing some tournaments. And then um, in January, I went to my team. I own an accounting firm in Ohio where uh, we help businesses all across the country and people all across the country. We have about 4,000 clients and I have a staff of 20. I've been super blessed to build this accounting firm over the last 15 years. And it's been a, just a super blessing in my life. And I went to my team in January, we always do a big vision. And um, I was like, guys, we're going to become the accountants of disc golf. And my team's like, what is, you know, what does that mean? For one, that's, you know, what in the world? But I'm like, I feel like there's probably players and businesses that need help and with the expertise that we have. And so um, they're like, well, how are you gonna do that? And I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Let's just start messaging players and see who's, see who takes a call. And so I, I've never been afraid to ask ask a question. Like I asked my wife out like six times before she said yes. And so like, I'll just, I just ask questions. So like I messaged Ricky, cause Ricky's from Ohio and he's one of the best players in the world, a two-time world champion. And I tell the guy in my office that loves to play disc golf with me, I'm like, I'm just going to message Ricky. And he's like, okay, well, he's not going to respond. And uh, Ricky responded in five minutes, like, I'd love to talk and see what you can help me with. And I'm like, what? So we talked the next day, became friends, helped him out, uh, developed a really good relationship. And then he started telling everybody. And so that turned into working with Paige and Big Germ and Nate Sexton and Missy Gannon and just like a ton of other players. And so we now help, I don't know, probably close to half the half of the top 50 players on the men's and women's side. Wow. We help 
retailers all across the country, like Whale Sacks is a good client of ours, love Tina and Eric. And um, it's been a huge blessing. We're helping media companies, we're doing all kinds of stuff. And so that's how we got here. Um, and it's been really fast and we love helping our clients. Like we love disc golf and we love accounting and taxes and helping people make good business decisions. And they're coming together and we're helping people uh, make really good decisions for their future. So we're, we're pumped about it. Nice. Very cool. Wow. Who doesn't need help? That's not good English. <laughs> yeah. Who who wants to turn down help for accounting? I mean, I'll, I'll take it. Would you consider <laughs> doing accounting for a disc golf show a podcast the nick and matt show i mean we got to talk so <laughs> for sure <laughs> for sure um uh yeah so i have your phone number now so that's really good so you do accounting you did it before disc golf but you said now we're going to be the accounting do you say eight firm accounting firm is that how you say it yep accounting yep. firm for disc golf and i'm assuming you mean yep. pro, pro disc golf or do you just mean anybody that plays disc golf and makes money we wanted to be the accountants of professional disc golf, and we have come, gone to a couple events with the big banners that say that, and that's what we want to do. Like, we want to help players who uh, maybe, you know, disc golfers are, are incredibly talented athletes and business side. Like, a lot of people, like, when I started a business, I didn't have a mentor or someone that helped me along the way. I had to learn and make a ton of mistakes and then learn from those and get better and get better. And so, like, a disc golfer doesn't have business mentors. They're They're... They're super talented athletes that found something that they love and have a passion for. And then they started their business, which is playing disc golf. And then they don't realize how well they realize, but they don't have anybody that can come along beside them and help them grow their business, make really good decisions um, so that they are getting all their deductions for taxes, like simple things like big, like what deductions can I take? What am I allowed to do? What is legally good? That kind of stuff to big business decisions of like how, how is this going to help me be more successful so that when I'm done with disc golf, I'm set up and I'm not like, Oh my gosh, now what do I do with my life? Mm, yeah. And so that's, that's where we really come in and want to be a partner to help them be more successful. Yeah. I guess one question is what are you specifically doing differently than say I'm a top 25 player in the world. I want to choose between your accounting firm and a different accounting firm. Is there something that you guys are doing or is it just that you're now figuring out what exactly is involved in a disc golfer's lifestyle? Yeah, so we've we've worked with a bunch of the top PBA bowlers in the world for a while, for about a decade. And so we understand athletes and what they do. One, they're not going to find an accounting firm that has more passion for disc golf. Like one, accountants are pretty boring in the, for the most part. And uh, our firm, we feel like is a different type of firm that isn't like a traditional accounting firm. We like to have fun. If you go to our website, like you'll see different types of videos and our Facebook and Instagram. It's not like you'd expect from an accounting firm. So one, we really understand athletes and what it takes to make good decisions and take and get the best deductions. But also we care about disc golf a ton. We want to see disc golf grow. We want to be a part of it. And one of the biggest things for me as a business owner that's a support business for disc golfers and their businesses is I want a decade from now to people to be saying things like, oh my gosh, Blake helped us so much, or he did so many things to help push disc golf that uh, we were a, a part, or at least a small part of helping disc golf continue to grow and be successful. So we don't want just to like, anybody can do someone's taxes, but no one's going to care as much as we do. No one's going to work as hard as we're going to work. And that's, that's what really sets us apart. And we love working for our clients. Like we love helping them and seeing a client make a good decision that they didn't realize that they could do. And then we're part of that is like, that's super special to us. 
Okay. Nice. So let's say someone yeah. like Brody Smith. He's he's probably had, you know, all of his accounting taken care of for a while with who knows who. Let's say he's in okay. our chat and he's asking right now, like, hey, like, what do you bring specifically? Like, you're, you're talking about some of the selling points, and it sounds to me like it's some of the, I'll call it the customer service nature of it. Um, yep. Should people come to you because you do disc golf specifically? Is there, like, a benefit to that because you understand it? Or... Is there other selling points? Like, what what would you say to them? What would I say to them? Oh, well, one, <laughs> it's like each each business, each person's so different. And so, like, we understand disc golf. We understand professional athletes. And we've worked with them for a really long time. And so we know what the best deductions there are to take, the best decisions there are to make with saving money on your taxes. And so each person's different. But likely what we're going to find when we work with a client is we work through every possible scenario that can help someone save money on their taxes. And so some people will have owned their home, they have kids, they have uh, maybe they want to talk about retirement plans or special advanced tax planning procedures. And so we walk through literally everything in the tax code. We have a list of like 120 specific deductions for business owners that are athletes that we can talk through and see, is this something that can help you or benefit you? And so, yeah, one, it does matter about the passion and caring because a lot of times in business, when you have an advisor like us or a lawyer or a financial advisor, someone that really truly cares about you matters a lot. They'll pick up the phone and help you when you have a question. Uh, a lot of times we hear in the accounting industry, like my accountant just won't answer the phone or give me good advice. I just have a question of, can I do this? Can I not do this? And they don't call me back or they don't give me good advice. And so we are there, like we have a team that is ready to answer questions for our players. And so like, yes, passion and caring about them matters, but also the expertise and to walk through each person's individual situation and make sure they're getting all of the deductions they can take. So okay. that's what I would say. Plus when you meet us, you'll be like, Oh my gosh, these people care so much. Like <laughs> I want, I want to talk to these guys because they literally care about me so much. It's crazy. They might be like annoyed with that. We talk to them so much. Okay. Is Luke a part of your team? Luke Campbell? Yeah. Yeah, so Luke is a different part. He's on a part of a different team. Okay. Okay. You want to talk about that? Well, we don't have to get into that. I just thought, hey, I, that's who I talked to for a while. And I was like, yeah, I feel the passion. I feel the, the, the genuine, I want to help with whatever it is, even setting up this interview. So that's cool. I'll just leave it at that. Let's talk about Disc Golf Pro Tour. Yeah. You're jumping in, you're diving in, you've bought a whole event title or what is that? Tell us about it. Yeah. So Idlewild is uh, about an hour and a half away from our office and it's a, you know, a crazy, amazing course that people love. It's cool. It's got a couple open shots, got some very difficult holes in the woods and it's been on the disc golf pro tour for a couple years now. And the guys that run it from the natty, amazing guys locally, we had been talking and um, after talking to my players and a couple other people about how we want to make disc, we want to be a part of helping disc golf grow and be even more successful. We decided we were going to become the presenting sponsor of Idlewild. So the name has changed to the LWS open at Idlewild. If you go to the disc golf pro tour calendar, there's a whole new logo with uh, all that stuff. We were just like the guy from the natty was just messaging me about ordering discs. I'm so excited. I'm going to buy like 500 of them. It was so cool to see my logo on the on a Disco Pro Tour event. It was just sweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're excited to announce that. Like we're going, we're not just like saying we're in, we are all in to the point where we're a presenting sponsor of a Disco Pro Tour event. 
I like that name, the LWS Open at Idlewild. I don't know. It just got, it has a more professional feel to it. So kudos to you on that. <laughs> Thank you. It's cool. There's almost enough letters in Idlewild to like spell LWS or I don't know. Never mind. I'm seeing the L and the W. There's no S. Yeah. All right. I'll shut up now as everyone's chanting. Well, that's it. So, so now we got to talk about, you know, you're, you're bringing all this into it. What are you guys trying to make the cash payout? Like what's the purse being brought in? Have you talked numbers in that sense of it? Like uh, I think Des Moines had just uh, came out saying that they had 50,000 added cash or something like that. Are you trying to match? Are you trying to go above below? Do you have any ideas yet? Money-wise what you're going to be purse? So the good news is I'm not a part of that. That's the natty guys. So that's Jason and Adam. Oh, okay. So, um, we're sponsoring it. You, the Natty yeah. runs it. We don't run the tournament. And so we we definitely put up what the Disc Golf Pro Tour requires for a presenting sponsor. Mm -hmm. And so I think they have guidelines that anybody can see. And we put up that much money to do that. And so we're super pumped to be a part of it. And we have a lot of ideas. Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky is a huge area with some very large businesses. And so we have some plans. And I'm going to help where we're going to reach out to a number of businesses to hope to bring that up a bunch. Because Idle Wild was one of the higher paying uh, payouts last year and I think it's going to mm -hmm. jump a bunch this year and so we have plans like you never know what's going to happen everyone could say no but we're going to ask a ton of people and hope to grow the tournament a bunch and so I know Jason and Adam are super like they're working on it like crazy they have they've hired people to go out and reach out to businesses all year long to grow it and so and they have plans to get more people on the course this year for um, uh, like to buy tickets and so yep. it's going to be it's hopefully going to be one of the bigger ones one of the top two or three payouts hopefully not promising anything that's not my job but like hopefully we got, our, we we got our clickbait matt yeah. <laughs> one of the highest becomes number one payout <laughs> i will ask this this is not a oh, it's a huge topic if we wanted it to be but just generally speaking what's your What's your level of concern when you pair up with an event? Did you feel very comfortable with Idlewild already? So there was no concern or do you have any level of interest beyond and above and beyond? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, Idlewild, I knew the people, I knew the business that ran it and the guys that ran it. And so, and the community involved, like I'm only an hour and a half away. And so, uh, I'm super involved in the Dayton, Ohio, um, group and club. And then the Cincinnati club, they're kind of like mixed. They're only like 40 minutes apart. And so two big groups that work together a lot and the, and the Dayton group goes down before Idlewild and does a bunch of work on the course to make sure it's ready with all the Natty people in Northern Kentucky. So it's a huge area, a, a great group of people. And so I knew there was commitment to the course and making it look good for the tournament, plus how much Jason and Adam have worked to make this a really big tournament. And so I was comfortable right away because I knew that the people behind the scenes were top, top notch type people. Nice. Yeah, Adam's great. Yeah. Nothing but good to say about Adam. Uh, he supported one of my disc golf ventures early on. Great guy. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we're getting down towards the end here. And I know we talked quite okay. a bit about your, in, uh, I keep saying insurance. It's not insurance. That's Ledgestone. Accounting. Your accounting. Yeah. We got all the money stuff. This is great. Money coming into disc golf. Um, do you mind dabbling just a little bit with the last name Schaefer? And we're seeing an announcement yeah. from Ricky and Schaefer Sports. Do you mind telling us about what that is and what your intentions are there. Yeah. So um, with the experience that we had and some of the different industries we've worked on in the past, um, you know, it, it, it's a very complimentary business, but we started this fall an agency to represent disc golfers. And so we also have some professional bowlers 
Um, but we have um, four players from the Disc Golf Pro Tour from, from Disc Golf that we represent. We're now representing Ricky, Paige, uh, Big Germ, and Missy Gannon. And so, one, do you guys got one of these sweet thrashers? Like, no, you guys I need to get one of those, though. Dude, these are sick. Like, you guys got to go get, like, her Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship disc. You guys got to have these. Is these that the letter M and G? As in Matt, yeah, that's her, Matt that's, Graham? That's, that's no, me. Missy Gannon. Oh, man. But, <laughs> All right, I'll, I, I'll throw the MG disc. That's awesome. Yeah. I love yeah, Missy. Yeah, for sure. I and love so, Missy. so um, after the relationships that we had built with our players and the knowledge that we had, it seemed like a very smart, like a very easy thing to make happen. And so we started an agency where we're helping represent our players. And then the big thing that we're trying to do is try to bring in a ton, or not maybe not a ton, but some very um, – new outside of disc golf sponsors that can bring a lot of value to disc golf and so uh we've been working on that like crazy i hired an entire support staff including luke campbell which you had talked to he's one of our agents and so we have some really cool things in the works that we're hoping to announce in coming weeks and and things that we're hoping to bring outside of disc golf businesses and brands into disc golf we just had like today was a big day for us we had a sweet collab agreed upon today where uh, we have we get to announce in a few weeks where one of our players is going to collab with a major, um, major, major company on their YouTube channel. And so we're just working on stuff like that. Like we love literally Paige, Missy, Ricky and Germ are like four of my now closer friends. And like I, we care so much about them. We're working every day to make special things happen for them so that they can continue to grow their brand and continue to we can continue to show brands outside of disc golf how special disc golf is and our players are. So it's exciting. We're pumped to be doing it. We have some we have some other things in the works where um, some special stuff's happening, and I'll be happy to come on and talk about it when it's time. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for right now. It's it's pretty exciting. If you guys want to follow it, it's on Instagram, Schaefer Sports Agents, and then SchaeferSportsAgents.com. You can check out our players and see what we're working on. Okay, I say you must be you must be doing something right because I just saw I think today Jeremy Colin just went and bought a brand new truck. So you must have told him, hey, look, you got the money set aside now. You can go ahead and do that. You can buy your own vehicle. And yeah, it's awesome. It's it's cool to see disc golfers succeed, and it's very cool to see, uh, especially players are getting paid nowadays. You know, they're finally starting to make some pretty good money, and having accounting firms and agencies and all these different companies finally coming into the sport and really helping players hit the right direction. Um, I think it's huge for the longevity of one, the players, and then even the new players coming up, they can finally look at it as this is a legitimate thing we can do. There are legitimate companies to where, you know, you're not just going out on your own and figuring out, you know, what's a write-off, what's not a write-off kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're happy to do it. We're happy to be where we're at. feel super blessed to be trusted by the players that trust us. And it's been just crazy fun and amazing. And we're hoping to bring lots of value to our players. Okay. Before you go, because we asked the question yeah. about Idlewild, I just brought yeah. in Evan Kearns from Stat Mando. He said this in the chat, but I just brought him in. Evan, tell us that stat that you so quickly came up with for Idlewild. Yeah, actually, uh, Idlewild in 2021 had the highest first place cash for the Disc Golf Pro Tour regular season. Uh, totally true. You might, you might argue there might be an asterisk next to it because Ledgestone, because there was a tie for first place, it bumped them down because they shared Ooh. first and second and then averaged it out. But because of that, Idlewild jumped into the first spot. There you go, Blake. So there's nothing to worry about. You can only imagine they're going to try to do more. I think it's excellent the way you're getting involved. Um, yeah, I think I don't have anything else to say. If there's something we missed, go ahead and fill us in. 
Anything? Okay. One one last thing. Yeah. So I want to put a plug in for Paige. She has a sweet br- new Jomez produced uh, something coming up called Approachable that y'all got to check out when it comes out. It's going to be pretty sweet. So make sure to be looking out for that. Look at that. Already looking out for yeah. their touring pros. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it goes. Like He didn't pay for that, but we got the value of bringing him on. So we're even. <laughs> okay yeah there we go even i'm just kidding we we liked working with Paige. we've worked with her plenty of times uh yep okay yeah that's what she said okay great yeah um awesome so i think i mean we could hang out all night and talk disc golf and if you were here in person we'd probably talk more of the boring stuff that you know people are like "Uh, get on with it but it's interesting i really appreciate your time on the show um and we're gonna look forward to seeing how else you know your players are doing any other events if you continue with Idlewild. wild oh last question before you go do you have intentions yeah. of continuing with Idlewild for the indefinite future or did you sign like a contract agreement no so i want I, we hope to yeah for a long time but if we can go out and get a bigger business to give more money than me then sweet let's do that because <laughs> that brings more money in and then we'll still continue to give money to it and like we are but um we plan yeah, we plan to be the presenting sponsor for a long time. Like we have no plans of leaving. We wouldn't make a decision like that if it wasn't something we wanted to do for years to come. But, you know, if Nike or somebody out there wants to come in and give like $500,000 or something, go for it. I'll, I'll take yeah. I'll take my name off and give the same amount of money and, and support it. But the plans are that we are will be the presenting sponsor for a long time to come unless a bigger business comes in and takes over, which I'd be mm-hmm. fine with. Definitely. Awesome. All right, yeah. man. Well, we appreciate your time very much and um, hope you have a great evening and we'll be on the lookout for other news that you guys have coming out. Okay, sounds great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later. Peace. All right, Nick. That was Blake. Cool. Blake Schaefer. Interesting stuff. Some people get bored by it. I find a lot of it interesting. It helps me understand disc golf scene a little bit better. Mm -hmm. All right, and we brought in Evan. Everybody, here's Evan. Evan, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. What's up, dude? Feels weird. I'm not uh, in the cool studio. I'm in uh, my living room, but uh, happy to be on. How was your uh, Christmas? Uh, it was good. Uh, you know, spent around, saw family, you know, just enjoyed good company and uh, all around uh, great time. Did you um, get a chance to check out Simon's Vlogmas where Nick and I both had appearances? Did you see that? No, I haven't seen uh, probably the last three or four oh, okay. or five. I don't know, All right. which might be bad, but uh, yeah, I, I've heard good things about him and I'll check him out pretty soon. Probably. Yeah. yeah no worries. You know, it's not yeah, Simon, that good. Killed it with all his vlogmas. I, I mean, everything that he did was edited very well. Every single video had the same good, funny quality content that the last one did. And it was enjoyable. I think I was in two or three of them. Matt was in a few of them, which was nice. He helps out a ton of local people around here get their names out there which is nice so evan because you didn't watch it i'm just curious it's gonna it's gonna ruin it for you a little bit if you go back and watch it but we did this challenge me and simon where we played hole one maple from gold t-pad one to hole 11 gold what do you think i shot i'm not giving you any clues what do you think i I shot oh you watched that one i'll ruin the fun matt i saw i saw that one and then the next one where you guys did the, the dice roll Right. I haven't seen any since then, though. How okay? But, how do you think you would have done after watching that? How it went down? Like, do you think you're like, oh, oh I could have done better, or what do you think? No, definitely <laughs> not. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, you kind of hope you can do better, but just like yeah, I know, right? if you get off a little bit, like it's just it's so hard to get back on or yeah, uh, I don't know. Like Simon cleared the water all those weird ways, like over <laughs> eight, and then I don't even have that was possible from eight to fourteen. I was insane. Yeah, uh, yeah never could hope that. I just Ice. you know seven's a hole where you could get an eight anyways. Uh, and just, just I know. not, <laughs> it could kill you there too. So, uh, I don't know, no promises. I even get through that. That was, but. I was amazed and, and I'm serious. Nick, like think through this and I know half of our audience doesn't play maple. So I'm sorry if you're tuning out here, but whole one maple, I have gotten sevens or worse. Like I've done it like double yeah. OB or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Somehow I am lying five at the circle's edge of hole seven. Like that's incredible. Simon's like, you're getting so yeah. lucky, dude. I say a couple of your kicks were pretty, pretty good. <laughs> but what I will they're not, say, they're, they're beneficial. The good thing about playing one through all the way to 11 is you only have to putt one time. So, you know, I, if I play all those holes, I'm going to three putt each one of them, of course. Yeah. But yeah, no kidding. Only have to three putt once on that hole. Yeah. True. All right. Anyways, I, we just brought that up just having friendly talk with you, Evan. Um, let's get into some of these announcements and we'll just have you give some feedback. We do have Stat Mando presenting Statter Fiction tonight, so you'll get that, everybody. Um, but let's talk about some of these. Um, some of these are a little bit old because we didn't do a show last week and Nick already announced it. Like He had COVID and he was trying to figure that situation out. Yeah. But so some of this is a little bit old, so let's just see how it lands as we bring up some of this. Marweed officially announced his departure from Innova saying he will announce a new sponsor and he did. Where did he go? Nick. DGA. That's right. And um does that surprise either of you? Um it surprises me in the sense of um you go from one of the biggest companies if not the biggest company in disc golf to one of the first companies in disc golf being DGA. So it's definitely surprising. I know Andrew had uh, a run of Firebirds. I don't know if they were a continuous one, but he did have a tour series or signature, uh, I think a tour series disc for being on Team Champion, and it was a Firebird. And I remember I've been saying when I accidentally talked about this, you know, like a month or two, uh, probably about a month ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, what, what do you think about this? He can't use his Firebirds anymore. And you were just like, wait, excuse me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't supposed to talk about that. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess, you know, I had to try to cover myself on that one, but I'm definitely kind of. You know, I'm not surprised with kind of like the attitude towards or the attitude players are showing towards Innova lately. Like, I feel like Innova is losing a lot of their players and not just, you know, we haven't seen any huge, huge notable changes from them yet. But I mean, you look back three years ago and the number one player in the world left Innova. And so it's kind of like, all right, what is Innova doing that they're not keeping these players as long as what you would think they would be. And Andrew had a great, great end of the season. Um, best finish being second place at Idlewild. He lost in a playoff. So you have a player who's up and coming, definitely making a really good name for himself. And then he kind of just is like, you know what, I'm going to go from the number one company in the world to a much smaller one. But at the same time, uh, I think it's awesome. I mean, good for him. It definitely shows a lot of character and it shows a lot of trust in yourself that you you know, because right now he's got to be their top level guy since Matt Bell left. So, okay, I'm going to hand this over to Evan for his re re response to this. But Evan, 
How funny was it when Nick announced this that week live? In, in fact, to our live audience, yeah. that's what you get. The mistakes that come out of Nick's mouth or my mouth or Evan's yeah. mouth. We had to edit that out immediately. And Nick made an announcement he shouldn't have. But Evan, your response <laughs> then, we do have it recorded somewhere. Your response then, you can just give it to us now. What do you think? How did that hit you? Uh, I mean, I was definitely surprised. Like Nick was saying, I, I had him penned down as one of the few people uh, that I just thought weren't going to leave their their previous sponsorship. Uh, I thought he just loved the Firebirds so much. Uh, he just, he had all of them laid out. And of course we always say it's the uh, archer, not the arrow, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, I was shocked. He, he was leaving it, it. It took me by surprise. I didn't, I didn't quite believe it. And then, you know, Nick was not sure what he just said and covering it up. And then I was like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, you were just wrong. Like it didn't make a lot of sense, but now, now that's kind of settled your, you, you realize it. I, I think it's a really awesome move for him and DGA both. Um, you know, he goes, he, there's a long list of people on Innova who, you know, no offense to Marweed, but are fantastic players on Innova that are just, they're going to get a little bit more special treatment. Yeah. And now he goes to DGA, you know, they, they also got an awesome social media presence. I mean, Tyler over there is doing a killer job and I know they got a, an awesome staff behind him and some quality discs. So I think he's got a really good fit there being the new number one guy. And it, it kind of almost reminds me of the move that MVP made in um, 2020 going for Conrad. Mm-hmm. You know, MVP was a little bit uh, more established. I mean, they make their own discs and all that. But, you know, just kind of taking a chance on a guy um, who can win Elite Series events and maybe Marwita takes home a major. You never know. I think he absolutely has a chance. So if, if that happens, that could be the humongous spark that DGA could have. Yeah. Wow, that rolls off the tongue nicely. Marweed takes a major. It's like a book or like a documentary or something. <laughs> Speaking of documentary, I, I should reach out to the producer for Paige Pierce and see what's going on with that. I know they had it being sent out and watched and all that, but they haven't released it publicly. All right, um, let's hit some of these other talking points here. Matt Bell to EV7. So EV7 being the putter-only company right now. Uh, Drew Gibson has started to make that a little bit more popular, throwing it through Infinite last year. Uh, Cole Ridallin, also EV7. So that's EV7 saying, I'm going to get a couple of the, the um, they're not free agents, they're Infinite, but like the people who can throw anything. And yeah, that's pretty much whatever they want now. Well, that's really the only market for EV7, because if you have a sponsorship with someone, they have a putter. So they have yeah. to go to the the Infinite players, so. Um, Hamas re-signed with Discraft. Nick, you're a Discraft sponsored athlete. What do you think about that? We we speculated a little bit. Yeah. So what do you think? No, I think I think it's awesome. Um, Adam had such a great year last year, and he was only making, you know, good waves in the disc golf life. He, like I said, he had a great year, a couple of lead series wins, had a silver series win alongside of that. And then uh this year they actually, you know, he was already on the elite team prior to this year. He was throwing the the Wasp was his signature series disc and our tour series disc. And now he is switching over to the zone. And if you know Adam Hammes, he's an incredible zone player, backhand and forehand. So I'm super pumped for him to get a disc that is more well-known to the general population of disc golf. The Wasp is a very underrated, great disc. It just does not fit the hand for everyone. Um, some people prefer non-beaded mid-ranges versus beaded mid-ranges. And Wasps are slightly stable with a nice bead to them. So if you're not really... You know, if that doesn't throw comfortably for you, then you're not going to buy too, too many of them. But the zone, you know, every single Discraft player owns a zone, has one or two of them in the bag. 
And a majority of people in the casual world, a lot of them have zones as well. And so for Adam to get such popular disc, being such a popular, great player, I think it's awesome. And a three-year contract, I love seeing these multi-year deals because then you see commitment out of both the manufacturer and the player, which I think in the long run is going to help out players. But do you see commitment? We're starting to see and hear rumblings of things that change where contracts, Drew Gibson, we haven't talked about this, yeah. Drew Gibson calling out players yeah. who are potentially leaving tweet, their contracts tweet, early. Tweet and delete. Tweet and delete <laughs> and having Kevin yeah. Jones comment or however you do that in Twitter yeah. land saying, hey, stay in your own lane, buddy. Kind of one of those things. Yeah. Like, okay, what you have to know, and this is true with anything, but these top pro players are all talking about all the news behind the scenes. They all know what's happening. They know what everyone's more or less making. Um, it's just not public because of their sponsors at this point. A lot of them not allowing that or not wanting that. Um, yeah. So where am I going with this, Evan? What do you think? Do you th We talked about um, Hamas, I think it was two weeks ago. We said he could potentially be up for, you know, moving on because he probably is getting he's undervalued to what he did this last year do you think he signed for more money or like what do you think you think it's a similar deal what what's your speculation it it has to be more money right like he, he had a tremendously good year uh I, i'd argue you know maybe top five best years not necessarily best players uh it, he, he had to deserve it i would be shocked if it was uh remotely similar to the one that he already had yeah, Nick, Nick, you want to just slip and tell us what he's making? <laughs> no, I, I actually, I, I meant to say this to um, Blake, who we just had on. I was going to say, that's sweet. You can be our leak now for how much players are making since you know all their accounting stuff. And so I was going to make that joke, but I didn't end up getting a chance uh... to. But um, no, I'm just, I'm just casually reading the chat right now and seeing all the different, you know, whereabouts players are going. And I love seeing the rumors to it. And especially when people back it up with how much money they think they're going to get. And Woo. All that stuff. It's just a, it's a cool time because I think next week would technically be the first week in the new year. Um, I don't know the exact date. Uh, so what would it be? The third or the fourth, whatever. Um, but anyways, players, hopefully in January, we'll start coming out with who they're signing to. And then we'll have, you know, instead of all the speculation going around, we'll actually be able to figure out what pros are leaving. Especially because, like, if you've been looking around, Ricky's even jumped in on some of the fun where he wrote, like, you know, Instagram disc golf Instagram people be like this and it showed like a detective from some meme or something <laughs> yeah. and I, it was just it was just funny because he's it's it's cool when they're getting in on the fun too but it will be nice to finally talk about who exactly went where I will say yeah. Ricky posting something that even acknowledges that there's something that could be going on or or just acknowledging how people are acting to me is like this the sealed deal like you wouldn't yeah. acknowledge, I don't feel like you would, you would acknowledge it. You would say something like, I'm extremely happy with my sponsors, everybody. Like, I, like it is, what, like, it's done. Like, if you're not yeah. saying anything, it's probably, you know, it's probably over. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about it. It's, it is funny. Ricky, I'll bring it up. Did you see this, Evan? He said, everyone in the disc golf world is Sherlock Holmes. Did you, did you catch that, Evan? Yeah, I, I checked it out and was trying to do some detective work myself, but uh, I didn't get anything from that. So, yeah, like you felt like maybe I should like look into something in the back of the picture or like who knows. 
Well, yeah. I mean, maybe that's a shot at me. What did I did I say people should be detectives? How did I wear yeah. that? Oh, yeah, that's I right. Said, I said look at the likes that he gets. Yeah. True. So uh, I should I should text him and ask him if he wants to jump on. Um all right, let's see. And let's get on to some of the more relevant, like relevant, newer news. We're almost to the newest news, but rumors started flying earlier this week or this is the beginning of the week, sorry, earlier last week or the end, wherever we are. This is the beginning of this one week I'm in now. I'm all confused. Kevin Jones did an interview with Corey Morrell. I think that's how you say it. Morrell, Merle, Merle, Corey. <laughs> say that three times fast. Yeah. He does yeah. an interview, great YouTube channel. I know the guy, good dude. Anyways, go check it out. But people are speculating that Kevin Jones is moving along from Prodigy. Um. Without knowing anything, if you haven't listened to it, what would your reaction to that be? Without knowing any backup to that, just like Kevin Jones is going to move along, what would your reaction be, Nick? Uh, I mean, when you kind of hear someone they're moving along, then you think they're moving along from their sponsor, um, or you can take it as I'm moving along, like things are going really, really well. So you can take it one of two ways. Or Nick, both of those. I'm cutting you off. Uh, I, I meant the question differently, so I want to get it, pose it to you differently. If someone told you he is like, like Kevin Jones is moving along, would you be surprised? That's really what I'm asking. Um, not really. Huh. But at the same time, it's not more in the sense of like, you know, I, I have no idea what Kevin's future holds for him. So this is literally coming out of all, all speculation. <laughs> sure. Um, I just think that we've seen Prodigy players kind of join Prodigy and then leave Prodigy. And one of the reasons is inconsistency in their plastic stuff, not being stable enough. Um, you got to find OG runs to get, you know, really, really good plastic. So, I mean, if he moved along from Prodigy, I wouldn't be surprised. But at the same time, if they were to say, hey, we just gave Kevin Jones a fat contract, then, you know, I also wouldn't be surprised because he is one of the more popular players in our sport. He's a very marketable, brandable player. Um, he's got a good following along with him. So, I mean, I don't think... I, I don't know. I could see it going either way. Evan, would you be surprised? I, yes and no. Uh, the no being just because everything, everything's been surprising that now nothing is surprising. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right. yet, yes, it would be surprising as I don't think he's going to. Uh, I, I think he, I think them and him and Prodigy are a good fit. The only thing I would kind of add to that is, is Prodigy kind of has, it kind of doesn't know who their lead player is. You have Dickerson and Jones who are, are kind of roughly the same in the rankings. I think Dickerson kind of passed him this year, um, has picked up a couple more recent wins where Jones, uh, I think his last win was 2020 tour championship. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of what comes from this and maybe uh, one of them becomes the lead or maybe they just stay with two really good players kind of head in their company. Yeah. We'll have to see, obviously, wait and see. We have people in the chat saying he said he is leaving Prodigy. Now, I think that's being misconstrued because everything that I've been able to observe and check up on and look into is that he said it is his contract year over. His, his, his contract is done. Now, that, that leaves quite a bit open. Um, so we'll see. I don't think he's leaving. There's speculation out there, and... I don't love sharing rumors on our podcast, but here I go. <laughs> There's rumors out there that he's making 
three times as much as Chris Dickerson. And I don't know that for a fact, but that's what's going on out there. And then you hear that Chris Dickerson heard about that. And then he's going, well, if I'm not making, if I'm making three times less than Kevin Jones, I'm going to move along. And I'm telling you, where there's smoke, there's fire kind of thing. I kind of feel like we've said this all along. I feel like Chris Dickerson is going to make a move. I've had people texting, uh, messaging me saying like, watch it, watch it. It's going to happen. And it's like enough people that I'm like, are these even sources? But like, you got to believe it. We're not going to keep our blinders on and say, no, we're not listening to anything. So that seems like that could be a reality. Um, yeah, I love I love all the the local people in certain communities, and this yeah. happens a lot, yeah. where, especially this time of year. They've been messaging us. Um, like we got one of them about Matty O. We've got a couple about other players, and they're just like, "Look, I heard this because he was talking to this person, and this, this, yada, yada, yada." And then all of a sudden, you're like, "Wow, a lot of that actually kind of makes sense." So, could <laughs> I see that true. happening? <laughs> Most definitely. Um, I definitely. Um, I mean. The toughest part is it kind of brings up Drew's tweet again of people being in contracts and not upholding to them. So it's kind of like, what's the point of contracts if you're going to sign something for three years and then all of a sudden you leave within two years and stuff like that. So I see big time players making big moves this year, but I think it will kind of come at a cost of some players leaving their contracts early which we've seen happen in the past with big time players. And closing thought on this with like KJ Dickerson, Ricky, that whole conversation. I already told you like the pros generally know because they're like the first to hear because they're in that loop, right? They're in that circle for Drew Gibson to come out and make that tweet tells you that something significant is coming down the pipe that rubbed Drew the wrong way more yeah. or less don't end your contracts early. So we're talking about people who are in contracts. This is not a year of contract change for them and they are probably changing. So all yeah. signs point towards movement for, and I feel like I want to say Dickerson. I want to say Ricky. That's huge. That's massive. So um, any closing thoughts on that, Evan or Nick? Okay. No, I think biggest for today, it was officially announced West side, is no longer continuing their partnership with Nico LaCastro. Um, I think I follow Nico on Instagram. I definitely follow Westside, I think, on Twitter and Instagram. And I saw Westside first post about it. I don't know if I've seen Nico post about it yet, but they did say that they were no longer no longer continuing the spot or partnership with Nico. And you kind of try to read between the lines and is this a salty tweet or is this, you know, just like a hey, we're no longer working together. And so I felt like I took it as Westside kind of giving Nico the boot. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Ooh, I'm going to pass it to Evan because I want to hear what Evan has to say about that. Ooh, I mean, without knowing any like behind the scenes kind of like other kind of clashing, I would say I don't I don't think a company right now should really just boot someone like everything is on the up. Uh Nico being uh, like, he's not, he didn't just stop touring. He's yeah. unless he's planning on not touring, but all things point to, he's going to tour in 2022. He won an elite series event this year. He's been competitive. Uh, he might not be a, a top five, top 10 finisher every week, but I think he's absolutely worth a contract. 
I don't, I'm guessing his one year contract or his contract uh, before this, assuming it was one year, wasn't like, you know, really hurt in the bank. You know, I don't, I don't think it was way too, way too much money compared to what manufacturers have been making the last year, year or two. Uh, so it could have just been a difference of opinions or Nico really wanted to bump up his money and Westside was like, no, that's too much. But I don't think Westside would have said, no, this, the contract you had in 2021, we don't want to renew that for 2022. That wouldn't make sense to me. Right. Long story short, and I actually wrote this as a question, was like, did Westside let go of Nico? I mean, that's the spin I was going to put on is like a negative connotation. But the reality is they didn't come to an agreement. So Nico either was like, hey, you're not bumping it up and I feel like I deserve it. Or Nico bumped it up and they're like, no. So either way, they came to a mutual agreement. We're parting ways. We don't know which side, you know, felt more. Um bothered by it if you will but that's how it went down yeah. nico has been kind of all over the sponsorship board for years i mean he's been mm-hmm. everywhere just about um is maybe nico going... goes back to Innova. yeah i was just gonna say where's the well, announcement what's the announcement gonna be for nico now it's like he's like i yeah, was right? missing out i'm missing out i gotta get in the conversation um we'll talk more about that uh as the weeks come on here and we hear more Let's talk about the big announcement from the PDGA today. The PDGA majors were announced. Majors being a whole slew of them, including Junior Worlds, Am Worlds, Master Worlds, um, the, the, what is it called now? The Champions Cup, the Pro Worlds, USW, uh, not W, US Women's, yeah. And including United States, Disc Golf, all those. Those are all majors. Um, let's talk about it. Uh, I'm going to toss it to Evan here. Evan, did you get a chance to look at that at all? Yeah, I, I've read it over. Uh, I, I remember the big ones, but I, uh, I, I don't have it in front of me, so I, okay. I don't remember exactly where the what do you amateur think? and juniors. And... Yeah. What do you think about, uh, pro worlds 2023? So not this year, but the new announcement being that it's back at smugs. I, I think that's awesome. Uh, I mean, everybody loves those courses up there. Um, I, I think it's a perfect fit. I thought 2018 was amazing. went super well. I know Jeff spring up there who, who runs the pro tour, but also that's where his roots come from. And he, I'm pretty sure he still oversees that event. Um, mentioned that they were going to do, uh, kind of a course, uh, alteration, um, that the current cycle was in the, they called it the 2018, uh, layout, uh, for layout specifically for 2018 worlds and that they're planning on a new kind of improved layout. Uh, I think that'll be awesome. I full trust in that team up there with whatever they're going to do to make that course even better. Uh, so as far as kind of establish uh, events and courses, I think that's one of the best. And I think it's an awesome pick. So the main club in Vermont, Disc Golf Vermont, headed up by Chris Young. I've been able to work with him in the past, me and my brother doing U.S. juniors up there. Chris hit me up, said he's so excited. He's in the chat. Pro Worlds at Smugs, woot woot, he's super stoked, so it's going to be great. Nick, you've often talked about this as the best disc golf place on earth for you. Um, yeah. What's your reaction to this? You stoked? Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. Now I just got to make sure that I make sure, or excuse me, now I just got to make sure that I get my invite for 2023 Worlds, because uh, I'd be super bummed out if I do miss that. Um, no, I, I'm super pumped. I've said it time in and time out that Vermont is my favorite tournament to go to every single year. 
I love the atmosphere of it. I love the weather. I love that you pull into the parking lot, you take a right, you're at Bruce Ridge, you take a left, you're at Fox Run. I mean, the courses are right there. Practice, you're not dealing with, you know, oh, I want to go play this course in the morning, but then I got to drive 20 minutes, 30 minutes away to go to this course. It's all right there for you. And where, mo- where most people are staying is only two minutes down the road at the Smuggler's Notch huge resort. Um, so I'm super, super pumped. I saw that a couple people actually messaged me before I even saw the article. And it just, it was a nice, it put a nice little smile on my face, knowing that hopefully in 2023, I'll get to go back to Vermont competing for the world championships rather than just the GMC, which either or, I just love going back to that place every single year. Okay. Great, great disc golf courses. Some of the best in the world for sure on the same property even. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying the best. I feel like there could be a conversation for that. The amenities have to be up there with the best for disc golf in the world. They have to be like full blown lodging where you can walk out the back door through a little trail in the woods and you're right on Brewster, like really great quality lodging, including pool. Well, yeah, summer there's pools, there's like air conditioning, there's Ben and Jerry's ice cream right on site. I mean, it's a phenomenal place. I'm going to say this though. And it's not to throw shade or negativity. It's fact. It is expensive. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying it's expensive for what you get per se, but for disc golf, where it's at right now, still, if you're not a top 20 player, and even if you are, it's still expensive. Um, that's just what it is. I'm not saying like bad. I'm saying you have to plan that into your year save up your pennies, enjoy the experience because it is worth it, but it's expensive. Any reaction to that, Evan or Nick? No, it's definitely one of the more expensive tournaments on the road. I think a lot of players will attest to that. Um, The lodging in and of itself is decently pricey. It's always good to try to get in a group of, I mean, I think one year, I think 2018 Worlds, actually, when I was in Vermont, I rented out an Airbnb on the resort with... I think six or seven other people. And so it ended up making it a pretty affordable weekend. Mm. But at the same time, then you're, you know, you're sacrificing privacy in that sense when you're in a room with six, seven other people or, you know, multiple rooms, but a condo in and of itself. And, uh, but it's amazing. I mean, I, I kill for that tournament every single year. Uh, it's one of the tournaments that is not so distance dependent. Um, distance does help at every single course. Don't get me wrong, but it's one of those courses where the Bruce Ridge course is more par threes than par fours. And then I think Fox front only has one par five. So you're not talking about the world's longest holes or the world's longest courses, like say an OTB open or Portland open. You're more technical. Bruce Ridge is very much in the woods. Fox run is more in the open with these amazingly beautiful grass fairways, a lot of man-made OB. Um, just two incredible courses. I'm curious to see what changes, you know, I like to see what changes courses are bringing in to the new year as this golf revolutionized, uh, in, an, in its players, players are getting better. They're throwing further. Uh, I'm curious to see in, you know, a year, two years at, you know, 2023 worlds, what is Vermont going to change to potentially make the course a little bit harder? I've heard some cool ideas that people were talking about that they're potentially doing, uh, nothing set in stone, but, I like seeing small changes to courses. It's not, you know, if you feel like this course has kind of outgrown the people that are playing at it. I mean, from 2018 to what will be 2023, players are going to be better than they were back in 2018. 
And so I'm just curious to see what changes are going to be made. Yeah. I, I said it clearly. I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying what it is. And expensive to everybody is a different thing. And I see Chris Young in the chat. Cool dude saying, hey, you can get you can get lodging or hotels in Stowe. So a little mm -hmm. drive away. So the point is, yeah, you're going to pay for the experience that you want. Um, but it's awesome. There's no doubt about it. It's awesome up there. Um, totally cool. And I quite frankly, I think it's going to be expensive in the future for a lot of like, if you want to have that quality, it's going to be expensive. Uh, if one event was to be expensive, I think it's okay that it's worlds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're, you know, if every single pro tour sp uh, stop was kind of that expensive, I could see, you know, getting on people's nerves, but uh, for, for being the biggest event of the year, or, I mean, some people might argue it's the second biggest or one of two biggest, but mm -hmm. I, I think it's, it's worth it to, to pay for that. And like, uh, disc golf Vermont said in the chat, uh, 30, 45 minutes, you can stay at another place that's cheaper. You could camp, uh, like you can figure it out. Like it's, it's yeah. totally, it's, it's not a huge hindrance. It's, but if you want to be within walking distance or, you know, a short drive, it might be a little bit of a pay. Yeah. Like if you don't, if you don't live in the area, most tournaments, if you're going to play or spectate, if you don't live in that area, disc golf tournaments are expensive. I'm pretty sure I spent over 1200 bucks for Utah this year just to go out to the world championships. And I only made 640 or something like that. I mean, you are paying in part of the experience. I took that as this is an investment opportunity. If I do well at this event, this helps out me for the future. Um, so you do have to sacrifice it, but there are certain tournaments that I would say are beyond worth it. Vermont being the one tournament that I will never, ever, ever put a price on because I, you know, I so much enjoy playing those courses. I love being in New England. Uh, usually it's before or after MVP Open. And so I get to see family one week. Um, that's just a luxury that I get. Not everyone obviously has that. But at the same time, that is one of the tournaments that is very, very well worth the money okay let me i was just about done with this but i want to say something to be looking out for when worlds comes around this is two years out i realize so we're not going to spend much more maybe 30 more seconds but i can remember the last worlds that was there 2018 there were a lot of tweets facebook comments facebook posts um social media interviews saying that there was frustration around the fact that you had to pay for everything including the shuttle ride from the lodging to the course the parking um the practice rounds now I'm not speaking yay or nay. In fact, I could make an argument for both ways. I think marketing-wise, it'd be neat to bundle it all up so no one has to pay once they're there, but I do not have an issue with a resort charging. So, But my point is, it'll be interesting to see what the negative comments did in 2018 to change how it might run in 2023. That's all I'll say on that. Well, one of, one of the biggest things that I was always annoyed about with pay-to-play courses, going to tournaments, is players paying for their practice rounds the week of the event. I've always been an advocate that they should not be in Vermont. It was actually one of those places that did say, Hey, um, I think you had to pay on Sunday, which is usually the travel day people kind of getting in, but they still have a lot of local players playing. But then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was completely free for players. From what I remember, I'm pretty sure that's how it was. You had to schedule tee times. Um, but yeah, they're one of the places that, and I'm pretty sure MVP too, to where they finally stopped charging for practice rounds, Okay, which, which is nice. And that's, that's just such a small thing. I mean, you're talking 30 bucks or whatever. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, you want to, 
as a player, you want to be treated like a professional player going to this event. And I think certain small things like that should be covered. I don't ever remember shuttles charging money. Maybe um, I made that up. I remember someone complaining yeah. about shuttles, but I don't remember the details. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's a free ride to the yeah. course. You don't have to pay for parking. Yeah. I mean, it only takes you less than five minutes. Okay, hey, shuttles are free. I mean, it's, it's Chris right. Young in yeah. the chat said shuttles are free. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else was yeah. complaining. There was a there definitely was a yeah. complaint re, but who knows yeah. what it was. Okay. So Boy, man, we're 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 gonna complain about it. I think it had to do with wrong. parking, and so someone had to take a shot. I don't remember. Long story it short, was, it'll it, be interesting yeah. to see any morphing and changing. They're always doing the best they can up there. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. But we gotta get exactly. through worlds this year. We gotta get through worlds this year back out in Emporia. So Yep. Okay. Um, last, last point topic here before we get to statter fiction is champions cup. This is the new major champions cup. We speculated on this. It seemed like it would probably happen, but it is a roving roving. Yeah. Moving, roving, whatever it's moving, um, to Michigan, Milford, Michigan. If you know what that is, that's toboggan, the great toboggan and TD will be Nate Heinold. I know Nick's response to this. Do you have any reaction to that, Evan? I think Toboggan's an awesome course. Uh, I'm sure there'll be debates on whether it should be rotating or not, or if it should have a specific location. But I will say if it is rotating, I think Toboggan is well worth uh, a spot on the rotation. Nick, you you like uh, Toboggan. you going to go out there and play yeah. the Champions Cup? If you get invited. Hey, if, I, if you get invited. Yeah, if I, if I get invited, no matter what, I'm going to play. It doesn't matter which course it's at. Um, I'm glad that they're full-on stroke play. It's a normal major, four rounds of it or five rounds. I forget exactly. I think it's four rounds. Um, Toboggan's an incredible course, and I unfortunately didn't get to play it this past year, uh, the 2021 season, but I heard they made some incredible changes to it, and Nate runs a great tournament. The tournaments that I've played – where Nate ran it, I've always had a good experience. I, actually, I think it's only one of them at Ledgestone. Um, there was a different TD for D-Glow a couple of years ago when I went. But um, it's a cool course. It's definitely – it. the videos don't do it justice. The elevation at that course is actually kind of massive. Uh, I think James Kenner, the you know main guy at Discraft, was saying in the Jomez interview before that uh, coverage was that there's no – there's no flat fairway on that course, or there's no flat hole. Everything has some sort of elevation where you're going uphill, down the hill, side of the hill, whatever. You're always dealing with some cool elevation, and um, it just makes for a challenging course. I mean, we've seen Eagle win it the last two years with Kyle Klein, Kevin Jones coming in close seconds, or Paul McBeth has won it in years past. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a fun is course. Match play? Definitely not, is match huh? play coming back? Is match play coming back? Will it come back as part of this major after this year, or is it gone for good? No, no, I think it's gone for good. I think they'll, I think eventually a match play tournament will jump up into the planning, whether it's a fun off-season tournament, uh, say down in like Arizona, Florida, or Texas, or something like that, or California maybe. But um, I don't see it being <laughs> a major tournament. But I would like to see a fun match play tournament, one that's bigger than what we saw this last year. And is the PDGA going to execute all their majors perfectly now that they don't have any attention? I say any, that's hyperbole no. as long as yeah. like they're not, their main focus is yeah. not on, you know, disc golf pro tour, national tour events. Um, are they going to execute perfectly? That's yet to be seen, but they are yeah. now going to put a lot of focus, I'm sure. And I don't think they made a mistake in letting Nate Heinold run it. Nate Heinold runs no, every I big think... event under the sun. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's what it seems like. I mean, he has ran Ledgestone for years, and Ledgestone has become the high, one of the highest-paid tournaments every single year for the Pro Tour. 
Um, the tournament's also massive. The amount of people that he has playing those tournaments has always been pretty big uh, compared to the average Pro Tour event. And so anything he runs, it seems like it just has this really big personality with it in a sense he's running am worlds 2023 junior worlds 2023 which is back-to-back worlds because he's doing i think master and junior worlds in 2022 he's doing leadstone obviously every year he's doing uh, the champions cup literally he's running like i think in 2023 he's running three majors is that insane we need to get that guy back on the show and ask him if he's feeling okay yeah, Evan, we got to put up on Statmando like TD to TD head to heads, you know, what's they running compared to what everyone else is running. It would be yeah. kind of cool to figure out exactly what TDs are running what events. Um, I mean, yeah. Nate, Nate being one of the most popular ones, I know, is it uh, Doug Bierkus, who is usually the one running DDO out there? Uh, I'm not sure if he's the main guy. Um, but he's someone who I've heard his name a lot just from the Emporia tournaments. Jeff Spring was a part of that conversation. Evan, what do you have? Jeff Spring. Yep. Yeah, we, oh man, I think, did I do this for stat or fiction or just a gen- general stat for you guys? But we did look up, I think it was Elite Series or Disc Golf Pro Tour, ca- total cash by TD. And it was, it was Nate Heinold, Steve Dodge, and <laughs> Jeff Spring, I think, were the top. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. you got to put Steve Dodge in that conversation. Been running Maple Hill you know, longer than I've been a part of the sport. So. All right. We have covered not every detail of what's happened in the past two weeks. There's still a lot out there and we could just rant and rave for hours. And some of you wish we would do that. This is going to be a little bit shorter. This is our last episode ever. No, not ever. Maybe who knows on (laughs) not ever Yeah, on foundation podcasts. Okay, so this channel that you are seeing this video on, or if you are listening post, nothing's changing for you. If you're listening on a podcast platform outside of YouTube, nothing's changing for you. If you're watching here on YouTube, whether it's now live or a post you're watching here on YouTube, you will now find us going forward back on our original YouTube channel, The Nick and Matt Show. That was our announcement earlier. If you missed it, you can go back and check it out. Um, it's going to be kind of funny, Nick, cause we started our first like 50 episodes or so Nick and Matt show or however it was. Yeah. And then we left for, you know, 30 plus episodes and now we're going back. It's going to be a nice yeah. big gap, but we're going back with that being said, this is the last on the foundation podcast network that we do stat Mando, a, st- a stat or fiction, not stat Mando, stat Mando sticking around. They're good guys. Stat or fiction <laughs> though. So let's get into it before we close out our show. Evan's line some up for us. Here we go. Oh, Blake Schaefer. Look at that, everybody. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> I don't know what to do. That's pretty funny. Let me, uh, Evan, go ahead and give us give us some uh, thoughts here on, on how the game's going to go. I got to change this. Uh, thoughts on how the game's going to go. Well, uh, I will say, uh, did you guys mention that PDGA surpassed 200,000 members? Oh. I was going to bring that up after Matt was talking, but yes, Dang. I'll let you go ahead and take the reins on Talk that. Talk about that. Well, oh, did I? I might have lost the page, but um, I believe. Oh no, I have it right here. I believe they're at two hundred and sixty. Sorry, two hundred thousand and six hundred and fifty now. Ten people signed up since I checked maybe an hour or two ago uh, before the show. Um, So if you try to get exactly number two zero 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 zero, there was a a huge uh, fight to try to get that. I guess. (laughs) <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. Well, um, actually, who who got it? He's your number two hundred thousand. Dustin Walu from Des Moines, Iowa. West Des Moines. D- Des Moines, yeah. Um, yeah. So, actually, that's funny hasn't you asked even, about hasn't that. Hasn't even played a tournament yet. Oh, my gosh. That's okay. Hasn't it was a Christmas gift. It was a Christmas <laughs> gift. So, here's the thing. <laughs> no, I know. Here's the thing, and it's, I'm glad you brought it up, Evan. It's in my notes. 19, and I'm the stat man right now. <laughs> 1976 until 2017. I'm not good at math, but 1976 to 2017, 40 years or so, two, um, 100,000 members in the first 40 years. And then from 2017 to 2021, four years, there's your second 100,000. If we were mapping this out on one of those curve chart graph dealios, whatever, it's going up like a rocket ship. Is it going to keep on that path or was COVID an anomaly? What do we, I don't know. That's for everyone else to speculate, but it's pretty cool. Uh, it's very awesome and with that i'll start my first uh stat or fiction all right so uh of these 200 and now 650,000 members 71 have won an elite series event that is 71 of 200 and 650,000 pdga members have won a disc golf pro tour a national tour uh, or this also includes uh, Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship. A major or anything like that. Uh, 71. Not not including majors, to be clear. Uh, oh, okay. I didn't include that in, but uh, this just is, elite series. And this is That's like... Because there's so many different majors for so many different divisions. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is, I, I don't want to say all time, but this is, it, well, let me say this. It doesn't even have to be a current member, right? It's just the number 200 plus thousand. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say... Oh, dang. <laughs> he throws a number out there so specific. It's going to be really funny if that's like fact. I mean, uh, fiction, because I'll be like, you just picked a random number. Um, yeah, I'm right. going to say, I'm going to say that is uh, fiction. <laughs> I got to go with it. Nick, what do you say? I'll go, I'll go stat. Okay. <laughs> and if yeah. it, so, Evan, you're not getting a point this round because we picked both, but what's the answer? Yeah, that's okay. Uh, this is a stat. Exactly <sighs> 71 uh, players have won an Elite Series event before. Uh, it would take too long to name them all, uh, but that is 0.03% of members have won an Elite Series event. I, I was just trying to call your bluff. I'm like, he just picked some random number. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have picked a random number. I would have known the answer and have been like, okay, the real answer is like, you know, 97. So let me, yeah. let me jump it down to 71. Yeah. yeah. It, would, it would have been a ballpark, you know, okay. right? Not too close. Yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. Cool. Uh, going into the next one uh, in disc golf pro tour standard events this year from elite and silver uh, in 2021, Luke Humphreys had 2021 total throws. Oh, come on. This is wow. another one. Nick, you're up. Uh, I don't know. It sounds awesome, so I'll go stat. <laughs> sounds awesome. The only way I'm going to catch up, I feel like, is getting it right, but at the same time, I need to make a big move here. So I'm going to say that's fiction. What is it, Evan? All right, that is fiction. Oh, yeah. As cool as it would be, uh, know, it is not say. true. He actually had 2,992 total throws this year uh, and from those events. 
Uh, I will say Ella Hansen was two strokes away from having the exact right. Uh, she had 2019 total throws. And that was elite series events. So national tours and uh, disc golf pro tour elite. Yeah. But yeah. I was looking all over, hoping someone had exactly 2021 <laughs> something. I couldn't find it. I'll keep on looking for the last couple of days of this year. Okay, so that would have been kind of insane. Yeah. But I'm going to go back to two weeks ago when Simon threw that long distance drive on his vlog. It's still mind blowing to me that at minute seven Oh eight. So seven minutes, eight seconds. He th like is in his throw. And he throws at 708 feet. And that was totally on accident. I helped edit that video. We didn't know about it until we posted it. So crazy things do happen. I was just like, mm -hmm. I got to make a big move here. All right, what do we got? All right. Uh, stat or fiction number three. Gavin Rathbun played in a disc golf pro tour event before Simon Lazat played in a disc golf pro tour event. Well. Yeah, <laughs> Nick's like, you're up, buddy. <laughs> um, I yeah. feel like that could very well be true. Simon didn't play, his, uh, I'd have to check. I don't think he played the first ever or maybe even the first year of Disc Golf Pro Tour. He might have hit one of them. I don't remember. But did, but did Gavin Rathbun play those? I feel like that name's been around a while. Um, I'm going to say uh, stat. I know that's what I'm thinking now too. I'll go fiction though. Uh oh, one I'll of us fiction. wins, one of us loses. Yeah, I think it's a stat, but I'll go fiction. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, this is a stat. Matt, you were you were all over it. Uh, yeah, Simon did not play any disc golf pro tour events in the first uh, disc golf pro tour season in 2016. He was touring the U.S., played a couple of national tours, I think played USDGC, uh, but but just didn't play any pro tours, played a few A, B, and C tiers as well. Uh, but Gavin Rathbun played in 2016 Ledgestone. Uh, that was probably nine months before Lazat played in the 2017 Memorial. I was going to say, I figured Memorial would have been Simon's first one, but I was like, I don't know if Gavin went on and played any, but that makes sense. But Simon did play the Memorial in 2016. However, it was not a Disc Golf Pro Tour event that year. Yep, yep, yep. Well, we don't need a tiebreaker uh, unless you have just a fun bonus question to ask as we get ready to part ways. Uh, but I was actually a little worried about that because I was like, oh, no, I don't have a bonus question. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of one real quick. But then, I was going to uh, say. Oh, that, fiction, so. that would be pretty yeah. funny. You're like, uh, 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 yeah. um, how yeah, many? Like I got a number behind my back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, I'm interested in Statter Fiction. This was the first year for Statter Fiction ever. And... I mean, Stat Mando's pretty new as well, but we're really excited. First year, Stat Mando, yeah. Yeah, we're really excited to have had you join the Nick and Matt show. We'll talk off air about our future uh, partnerships, but we're we're keeping Nick and Matt. We're going off the of foundation. We're going back to the Nick and Matt show. We'll talk. I see a pretty strong future with you guys, Evan. Um, we're going to start paying you millions. Nice. <laughs> Billions. <laughs> Billions. Yeah, that's just that's just a barely a pay raise though. So I don't know about that. <laughs> that's, oh, that's funny. Oh, good, you can keep doing it for free then. <laughs> what? The? <laughs> so Evan, this is like this uh, is like the talk we would have after the show. But I just felt like bringing it up. 
Remember how we talked about raspberry pies, I think, a few weeks ago? And I'm not talking what you eat. You know, raspberry pie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And you mentioned, like, pie hole and all that. And that's not me dissing you. I'm not calling you pie hole. Like, I got to clarify all this stuff. <laughs> it's a little computer for those who are wondering. A raspberry pie is a miniature computer. Cheap, but you can do automated things for your house, whatever. I did it, Evan. Thanks to you, I installed yeah. a pie hole. And we're streaming officially going through a pie hole right now. Nice. Now, just to clarify this for people who are very confused, uh, <laughs> Pi Hole is a software you can put on a Raspberry Pi that'll kind of be an ad blocker, uh, and you can uh, have that computer uh, go through your router, so that way you don't load any ads <laughs> onto your entire, you know, Wi-Fi system uh, instead of just installing something into your uh, browser. If you even did that to begin with, so it takes a little bit of setting up, but it's really cool. You have no ads on almost anything yeah it's true let me see real quick i'm pulling it up live while we're talking here on air and since this is a fun game real quick and it's kind of boring for everybody but since christmas night which was saturday okay christmas night so what is that saturday night to sunday night so two days worth okay how many ads do you think were blocked on my home network two days price is right <laughs> Nick, you go first. Nine. Nine ads. <laughs> Nine ads blocked on my network. What do you got, Evan? Well, add, add like six or seven zeros to that, Nick. So that's what I'm thinking. Are we talking ads? Like if you go onto a website and they have ads on it, yes. is that like blocking all of those? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We go 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Evan, you said add a few more zeros. I'm just going to give you that as your guess. It was 10,000. 394 ads in two days that were blocked on my home network so pretty good yeah wow. that's ad ads and trackers so i mean it's even yeah. a site just you know tracking just you know small things about you that's right i've never gone to speedtest.net before and just seen like a button that says go <laughs> there's nothing else <laughs> yeah right yeah no kidding <clears throat> okay all right, we're going to let Evan go. We're actually signing off. So instead of letting Evan go, let's just close out the show. Nick, yeah, you got we'll it. Last off. one of 2021. Yeah, I, got to, I know, right? It feels kind of weird, 2021. Hey, everybody, if you missed the announcement earlier, we'll just briefly go over it really quick. Uh, the Nick and Matt Show will be no longer partnering with Foundation Podcast Network. We will be going back to our original YouTube channel, which is literally just The Nick and Matt Show. Go ahead, check it out. Give it a subscription. Um, also subscribe to the Foundation Podcast Network because they have their own podcast that they'll still be running for the 2022 season. We'll just be going back on our own to the Nick and Matt show. Uh, don't forget to leave a like on this video, comment, subscribe. I try to hang out in the chat as much as I can with you guys. And it's always a super, super fun time. Thank you, Evan and Matt, for an incredible 2021 year of the Nick and Matt show. Tell someone you love them this week. We'll catch you in the next one. And I got to say, I always say you're awesome, but Evan, your contribution to the Nick and Matt show this year has not been little it's been huge people love you incredible thank you so much for being a part of the show nick yep. the name the name of the show the nick and matt show i know i try the to nick. steal it yeah well that might happen one day yeah. stay tuned no. one day yeah <laughs> and everybody out there fans listeners all of you you guys are all awesome nick evan we'll see you next year yep. peace out the nick and matt show a disc golf podcast designed for you the disc golfer Find the Nick and Matt show on your favorite podcast platforms or stream us live exclusively on the Foundation Podcast YouTube channel.